Hey, hey guys, I'm here with uh, Jeremy Anderson from RBNT. Hello, Jeremy. How's it Hello. going? <laughs> pretty well. um, so, um, can you tell us why you're on the interview with us today? You want to? Um, pretty much talk about the band. Um, I guess kind of like what I do in the background. Um, I kind of try to do as much as I can for the scene. I work at Canal doing sounds. I record bands in the area and sometimes record my own band too. Cool, cool. So um, we're doing a podcast for A Man's Forgotten. Um, I'm Taylor Moody and I'm a co-host with The Man Forgotten. Aaron couldn't be here today. So we are having me fill in. Um, it's my first interview and we are going to have an interview for 30 minutes. And I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. And I want you to come up with the best answers as possible. Well, the best answers you want to come up with, you know, in your opinion to make you, you know, Seem like a real person because you are a real person. You know, you have mental health. No, I'm, have... I'm, I'm an NPC. No, I'm <laughs> um, so you have, you know, mental health. That's important because you are a person. Yeah, you have all these jobs, but you need to, you know, this needs to be good too. So nice. let's go ahead and start with um, how long have you been doing your production for RV and T and any bands you've worked with? Um, so for Revenant, I've been doing it since 2016. Okay. Uh, in general, I've been recording bands since 2011, I believe, actually. Cool. Um, and when you were um, when you're in the, the studio with the production, um, what exactly do you do with the production? Everything. Okay. <laughs> so like um Basically, for Revenant especially, um, I'm not even an original member. Uh, so when I when I joined the band, we were kind of like we were only sitting on one EP okay. at the time, and uh, so I had a bunch of songs that I had written from like previous bands and stuff like that. So like I basically been kind of collecting parts of songs that never got released and trying to piece them together. Uh, but I basically write every instrument for all the demos at first. Uh, not so much lyrics unless it's asked for um but yeah pretty much do all of it and then fabian comes in after and like writes his own drum parts and then ricky writes the lyrics and then we track vocals from there sounds good um how long does it normally take for you to write and get the studio production taken care of <laughs> it it really depends so, for instance, the first song that I actually ever um, recorded and released through Revenant, um, mm -hmm. Home, that was a weird, that was an oddball one. So I wrote the entire song instrumentally in about three hours. That was a weird one. I don't yeah. know. It just, it just happened. That doesn't happen often. Um, but in general, I would say, like, if we're, like, writing a song starting, like, from start to finish, if Ricky's there with me, yeah. we can literally knock out an entire song in one session. Okay, cool. Um, that sounds that sounds really good. Um, I'm glad that you guys have like a you know this understanding. You guys are willing to work together and come together. Um, when did you join the band? Um, uh, I I joined the band actually in uh, 2016. 2016. The band started in 2014 though. Okay. Um, and and how is it at uh, the Canal Club when you guys perform and when you actually do sound for the Canal Club? um canal club's kind of like always been our home we've uh been playing there for a very long time so it's really nice uh they treat us with a lot of respect they always try to look out for us like adam was doing sound for us at the last show um 
he's the one who taught me pretty much everything I know about live sound. And yeah, he's really cool. And he's been killing it with us. So every time I play canal, we always can guarantee we have a good sound. Sounds good. Uh, in terms, in terms of doing sound, like it's definitely a different world. Um, honestly, I never expected to really be doing it. Uh, but now it's like, honestly, I'm starting to prefer it more than studio stuff because one, like it's more fast paced and you never know what you're going to get uh scenarios like i love troubleshooting and stuff so like when when scenarios like for instance last night happened we figured it out um and i don't know it's just a lot more fun and the pace more faster i can see that um and for what other bands have you performed with and would you perform and which ones would you perform with again uh being like playing like us on the same bill or like actually in the band yeah in the band or on the same bill? Get those in questions the band, going. Yeah. I've actually played with, so my first band was called Beyond the Victory. Um, pretty much formed out of like all of my high school friends and shit. Um, and then I filled in for having Keepsake uh, on drums for a little bit. And then okay. I also played bass for them for a few shows. Um, filled in for Vilified a couple of times too, actually. And then also, I think that's about it, actually. Yeah. For the and, okay, so how many bands have you been in total? Like three? Three? It's four, because one is in the works and the secret. And yeah, it's completely different. But um, yeah, that'll be coming hopefully in the near future. So with you, are you like, have you played multiple instruments your entire life? Was there an instrument that you preferred? over all the other ones um for the longest time all i really did was play guitar i i um i was a marching band kid so i kind of had like a percussion background uh so that really kind of helped a lot with like writing drums and stuff like that but, but for the most part i've been mainly focusing on guitar since high school and then um, um vocals have been kind of a thing that i've been working on kind of mm -hmm. like since i started doing like playing in metal bands and stuff like that so do you, um, does everyone come together to write the vocals and instruments first or does everyone, uh, you know, come together eventually and just do it all in one sitting? It's going to be real. It's usually just me. Or, so I do the primar primary, primarily all the songwriting and then okay. Fabian writes, has written a couple of our songs. Uh, but pretty much it's just me lay the whole thing out, mm -hmm. demo it out with Ricky. And then I have Fabian. I send him the song without drums so he can write his own drum parts to him. But other than that, it's pretty much just me and Ricky actually doing the tracking. All right. Well, so you also, um, you came into the band a little bit later. Did uh, Richard as well come into the band a little bit later? He's actually brand new. He, we literally just announced him uh, finally being in the band, like pretty much last week. And how would you say the chemistry is uh, with everybody? uh chemistry right now is really awesome because like uh i mean although we give each other shit because we always do yeah um, i feel like in terms of how we all work together on stage and just how we are on tour i feel like it's the most stable lineup we've ever had okay cool um so i noticed that you've also done sound for you know the canal club but i also see you've done sound for i set to kill with their tour how did that go that was so random so um <laughs> One, one hour. So I, I just started doing live sound back in July, like period. So the way this happened was I got hit up our manager. We have this management I said to kill. 
they're asking like, Hey, if they can't find a sound guy for this tour coming up, would you like to do it? And I was like, what? <laughs> Cause I was like, I'd, I'd never even thought about the idea of touring already or doing anything like that. Yeah. So I said, yes. So I was kind of like, okay, let's see what happens. And, um, yeah, I've been like 10, it was pretty much 10 days before the tour. So I never met them, never talked to them or anything before. So it was really random. They flew me out all the way to Arizona. Yeah. We didn't have a chance to do any rehearsals, unfortunately, uh, but pretty much just got thrown right into it. First show was in California. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was very nerve wracking at first because I did not know what to expect because usually as a sound person, you would have your own like console. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. So I was basically hoping that the every venue <laughs> we went to had, had a console I'm familiar with or I was going to be fucked. Luckily, I only had two situations where um, it was a console I wasn't familiar with. But yeah. luckily, luckily, the people that I worked with at that venue, like, for instance, uh, Black Sheep in Colorado, it was with this guy named Brandon Poe, who is a front of house sound guy for uh, Void, actually. So he helped me out. Really cool dude. And yeah, he actually gave me his uh, his scene for that board. So if I ran into another board, I would be prepared. And sure enough, the next day was literally the same board. Yeah. So it was really cool. I really appreciate him. And he's he's looked out for me. And definitely when when a void finally came here, definitely gave him a warm welcome. And because Adam, actually, uh, the main sound guy at Canal, he's like a fucking diehard Avoid fan. So that was was really cool. That That sounds really cool. Um, And with uh, doing all these connections, um, do you feel like networking works in this industry? It's the only way to work in this industry. Honestly, and I would say being humble and being a personable person, it will take you so much further than yes. just being able to have a resume and just being able to like, I did this. Like, now nah, people want to work with people they can get along with because, yeah. yeah, it's nice to have someone who can do their job, but it's it's also another thing to be able to like be able to deal with them on a day to day basis. Yes. And with like, these interviews, like we're trying to make you personable, you know, we're trying to expand your, you know, popularity. We're trying to expand this popularity, you know, we're all like all need to work together and come as a community. And I think Absolutely. humbling yourself and being nice with everyone and having an open mind helps too. Cause I mean, there's a lot of hate in the world and, you know, we all just need to come together and like really like sit down and be like, Hey, maybe we need to be nicer to people, you know, especially yeah. in the metal scene. I've noticed it's more, you know, a little bit more angrier. But, yeah. you know, like we all, you know, we're all people, you know, not every metalhead is a mean person. And we, we're trying to. Exactly. In fact, some of the metalheads are some of the nicer people on the planet. Exactly. That's what I try to tell people. It's like, I mean, yeah, we look scary, but I mean, like, we're great people. We want to see the world do good. And like, I feel like you working with all these bands, you're trying to reach out with your helping hand and trying to be build your own community. And that's what a yeah. band forgotten is basically about. You know, there's there's artists from all over the place coming into this podcast and we're not even asking for anything just be here listen us out let me get you in the video and see how you do and more people will follow you that's all we really need yeah. to do so that's um, really cool mm-hmm. yeah it's really With, cool to see that happening yeah, yeah i think uh i think once uh you know we get more you know different types of genres too in here i think that the genres will spread out a little bit because we're not just for metal you know we're also for like the other local artists and in the scene trying to, you know, break it out. Um, with saying all that, what do you recommend for these bands trying to get out there? Um, the biggest thing I'll say that will help is invest in good gear immediately. Um, and then on, I mean, the second step after that is just network and reach out to people, but don't be overbearing in the process. Yes. Um, 
It's definitely important to try to get yourself out there, but like sometimes you can overdo it and you can kind of burn a bridge before you even get a chance to make a connection. That sounds, that sounds about right. Um, and when speaking with that, um, with networking, what would you say is your favorite venue going to and performing? Um, hmm. Okay, so networking wise, so this is weird. So we actually didn't play this, but we got to go to So What this year for the first time because okay. of the attack attack run. Yeah. And I would say just going there, I got to network and talk to more people that I've looked up to or that are like, yeah, just have been doing the thing for so long, like more than any other place I've mm -hmm. ever gone to. And I would say if anyone ever has a chance to go to that festival, that is the best place to meet people because everyone's down to like network. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and was speaking with, with Attack Attack, how was that tour? This that is, tour I, was yeah. Go ahead. That was really cool. That was, <laughs> yes. that was a lot of fun. So like one, I was nervous because um, I mean, we're playing with a band that we've been listening to for like yes. 12 years. So yeah. it's just kind of really surreal to like being able to tour with them and just be around them a lot. And luckily they're super, super sweet people, uh, very supportive. And then uh, the other band Colorblind, which is actually signed to Oxide Records, which is Attack Attack's label. Um, yeah, they were really cool too. So I'm just glad that it was like a, a yeah. true bro down and getting to <laughs> like, you know, fucking hear Stick Sickly every night and then also yes. mix it every night. Yes. Game changer. That was really great. Cool. It um, was really cool. And with speaking with joining a label, do you plan on joining a label soon with the, the band or is it something independent? Um, well, we've kind of been like back and forth with that. So we have been on labels in the past. Well, mainly one label. We are triumphant. Um, and then we released our uh, Health All of Me through Peoria Records, which is just a one off, but we're not technically signed to them. Yeah. Um, the idea of a label is really cool if they have the same vision and have the same goals as you, but if mm -hmm. they don't, and it's just more of like a, just for a look thing, it's probably going to fuck you over in the end because they're not yeah. going to actually make any money. Yeah. And I mean, we shouldn't just, I mean, you shouldn't trust people blindly, but you should also be open-minded to the, the opportunities that come your way too. And yeah. a lot of people, I feel like in this industry are picky and choosy who they want to work with based on like other people's experience. And I like, I believe that we should all open our arms and, you know, door, not really doors, but open our arms to like new people trying to get out to like help some of the new people like understand it, maybe educate them a little bit better um, in this, because like I said, we're trying to build a community and, you know, there's going to be new people coming in and they're going to, you know, they're going to want, you know, what you have and you just got to, you know, take them under the wing and like be like, this is what I had to do. And I hopefully, you know, hard work and what I did exactly. helped you out. And yeah. like with the, with the podcast, like we're made, like we're going to see who you really are, you know, and it's going to help out other bands. And I think that's a really good opportunity. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I feel like that's a great opportunity. And like, you have all this experience. So like with that experience, you know, there's a lot, you know, that a lot of people don't know, you know, people also probably don't know that you also, uh, you've done a little bit of work with seasons who are also local in the scene. Yeah. Those are homies. Um, so yeah, like working with bands like that. I mean, my biggest thing is like the reason why I charge what I do, because I honestly could charge far more for recording. Yeah. The idea is to really make it to where it's affordable for people. And on top of that, like just 
I don't know. I just want, I want the scene to come up. I want to be able to help out and be able to get people to understand what is necessary to really make it and make yeah. also people understand that it's not impossible to make it in this industry. It just takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. Yeah. And like hard work, like it's not just something you can just sleep and do and wake up, you know, and like, Hey, I'm here. You know, it takes practice. And um, a lot of people are just like, let me be on top. And I'm like, you gotta, you know, take time. And uh, what do you recommend? You like, yeah. What do you recommend? Like um, how they would get through this a little bit easier. The way to break through, honestly, nowadays, I, as much as I hate it, like, like platforms like TikTok and Instagram reels are honestly the quickest way to get to whatever yeah. you want. But if you want your like what you're doing to actually last, what really matters is reaching out to everyone you can and making a good like name for yourself just as a person before a musician. Yes. If you do that, like regardless, like honestly, it, it gives you more of a chance because even if your music isn't that good, at least people like you. Yes. I totally agree. And like, I feel like going out and talking to people, like you said, networking, networking works. You just got to go out and talk to people. Even if you don't think people might listen to you or like your business, it's still good to even just get your name out and take the risk. And like being with who you are, you've done so much, yes. like you've taken a bunch of risk and that like shows, that shows in the long run, how you work and how well you are with, you know, working with all these bands and how like bands should work with you. Um, if you were... <laughs> your dream your dream job for the bands where do you think you guys are going to be with uh in the next like couple years from now um i would say in the next couple of years hopefully at a point where we don't have to really worry about like doing anything else to make money besides the band itself or whatever jobs we do within the industry because a lot of us right now are in, in a position where we're trying to find jobs within the industry to be working. So like, for instance, Ricky, he's really trying hard to find driving jobs. So like be driving for bands and stuff like that. And I'm trying to do like front of house and touring like that because one, not only will you network really well, yeah, but you make a lot of fucking money in the process. The amount of money you can make in the industry, like by just working like that is ridiculous. Like you more than more so than most jobs will ever pay you. Because it's a very, I mean, entertainment pays. It really yeah, does. If you get yeah, that level. yeah it, it matters. Like, and it gives you experience to see what the jobs are behind the scenes too. You know, you're a band, but there, there are people doing everything else for you, you know, like on the side. And those people are very important. And we need more people like that, you know? We need exactly. more people with the experience that you have. And like, and the mindset, you know, like being able to work with so many bands really well is a good thing. Because like I said, community. Like you yeah. have a bunch of your friends, you know, you make friends doing that. You can jump and help somebody out. Like, you, you know, you have the opportunity to provide that help for other bands and it's, it's something worth talking about and, you know, getting you out there is important too, because there's, there might be other bands in other States that might be like, I saw you at this tour, you know, like, let me get your information and let me like talk to you as a person. That's what I do. All right. That's the biggest thing. Anytime you meet someone that's really cool, that's willing to talk to you and give you advice get their Instagram, all yeah. of them. Yeah. They are telling me like that alone has been a game changer. I've gotten opportunities simply just by doing that because I wanted to keep up with these people. And sometimes they see their, your story and see that it's something that's relevant to you now. So yeah. like, it's, it's something that kind of all become full circle eventually. If you really just, just do that small bit of networking. Yeah. And like, like I said, community, <laughs> like yeah, we're exactly. not, 
you know, you're not, yeah, you are in a competition to see, you know, how far you can get, you know, you're, you're, there's five other bands that are trying to do the same thing, you know, but it's really good to be able to work with them too. You know, it's like, that's the main, yes. When when you make it only a competition, it takes the passion away. It it makes it a, it makes it a negative thing that should be something that should be positive. And that's why like, like no matter what, at the end of the day, I want all my friends to succeed. And if there's any way I can help them do it, I will absolutely try. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, some situations didn't work out that way. And, and it happens. Like there's no way you can please everyone. And that's yeah. just something that I'm trying to like work on accepting. And, but at the end of the day, like as long as I'm trying to help people and people understand my intention, like that's what really matters. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I see it based on your experience. Um, and what, like, what is your favorite part of doing what you do? Um, I just love writing good ass music and like making, <laughs> or like take, take taking ideas that people have and expanding mm-hmm. on them to make it more of what they want just to really kind of take that. And just, ins- it's, it's really an inspiration thing. It's like, I love, I love making people happy with music. That's good. That's good. And um, did you basically, did you like go to school for any of the stuff or was this all self-taught? All right. So I have a story. <laughs> Full Sail University, the biggest waste of time ever. Yeah. So like when I did Full Sail, I did it for about a year. Um, I had already been recording like for, I would say probably like a year and a half by then. I didn't learn anything that was actually useful. Okay. whatsoever from that school so pretty much the, everything that i have done since then has been self-taught um i will give a lot of credit to unstoppable recording machine which is like a, a program started by joey sturgis which is the producer who uh who's done like asking alexandria attack attack all those bands it's like a an entertain like a mm-hmm. pretty much an audio course that goes through so many details from literally the basics of mixing all the way, all the way to networking. So it covers pretty much everything you'll ever really need to kind of make it in the industry as a producer. And that has helped me more than anything. And that's simply $40 a month versus college tuition game changer. This is true. I like, I actually didn't go to college at all. I just worked my way up through like retail and customer service. And like, that's what I got. You know, I, I worked in the pharmacy. So basically everything that I did, I learned how to, you know, on job training. And that's how life is, you know, it's better that way. That's how you learn. It's just, instead of just looking at a book all day, you know, and getting tests for it, like go out there and experience life. And that's, that's basically what you are doing. And yeah, it, it works out. Yeah. Just experience it and just going with the flow and really just being there, you know, for the positivity. Like you are preaching positivity by getting up and working really hard. And other people should follow you. And I think that's a great opportunity for you to, you know, talk about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a, that's the biggest thing. Like people need to understand that if it's something that you truly want, you can do it. You just have to do it, put it in the work and just, just do it. Like fucking Nike, just yeah. do it. Style above, just do it. <laughs> yeah, just just do it. Just get out there and do it. Like I've never really done a lot of podcasting myself. Um, I just like, you know, just jumping right into it and talking to you. And I think it's been a great opportunity. I mean, yeah, you're great to, to talk with. Yeah, we're we are getting a little close to the time where it ends. Um, so was there anything else you wanted to go over before we cut it? Um we're dropping a new song next month uh, with that live music video we shot back in April. Okay. Um, but other than that, I would say the biggest thing is if anyone has any questions, 
about how to start doing anything in this industry, I'm an open book. A lot of my friends are open book. Uh, so just, yeah, just hit me up and I'm definitely down to help out if I can. And oh, what's your tags? If you want to put your tags in and tell everyone uh, what who you are, Vance um, tags and stuff like that. I guess so, uh, at Jeremy Revenant or just RVNT band, uh, which will be Jeremy RVNT as well. Okay. Um, and, and then my studio name, which I, I'm horrible about updating the pages of Rumble Run Studios. Um, and also, um, another big thing I wanted to mention is a shout out to Unsafe on Sound. They are hands down the biggest reason why I've actually made money from my production. Okay. They are absolute homies. I love Tyler and Ricky. They are awesome people. Mm-hmm. Their cover of what hurts the most has a ridiculous amount of plays. Like we did that back in February. Yeah. And ended up like simply in one month it hit over a million streams on Spotify. Yeah. So like that just truly shows the power of TikTok. Use yes. your <laughs> social networking to your advantage. It's totally possible to do crazy things. Like literally, all right, this is completely unrelated, but I just uh put a reel up okay. of my, of Richard, who's here right now. Um he shot me in the back of the head with a gun and I threw my phone at him because I was like hyper. <laughs> and I posted on there, no bullshit. That reel hit over 6,000 plays oh, in an, an hour and a half. But none of my music does. Just oh, but, yeah. But, I mean, it, it is what it is. But hey, the funny shit can lead to the opportunities anyways. Because I mean, they they did like Unsafe on Sound did like a really funny video of like they're dressed up in like, a cat, like pretty much like Western outfits for their yeah. little TikTok, and that's what what blew it up. So, like, use comedy to your advantage when it comes to this. I know music's all serious, but you can definitely use comedy yes. to kind of like help with that. Yes, and you see it more personal. I mean, jokes aside, I mean, you're here with me, Absolutely. and I'm like, you're telling me, you know, you're you're being personal, and that's that's what we want to see. You know, you're not just a band; you are a person, and everyone needs to remember that that you also have mental health like everyone in this world and we should you know respect that too and it was a pleasure interviewing you jeremy yeah, uh you're with the band forgotten um you got jeremy anderson from rvnt um check out his follows and um you know follow him go to his shows and reach out to him appreciate it it was awesome talking yep all right